morning and good coffee. How are y'all doing today? This is Morning Coffee with Larry, and today is March 13th, 2019. It's a Wednesday. We're halfway through the week. So for those of you keeping track, after today, we are on the downhill slide to the weekend. But hopefully you've got things going on during the week that makes it worth continuing (laughs) and not just racing towards the weekend. Oh, I slept in a little. I did not get up quite as early as I normally do. So uh, uh, my schedule's going to be a little bit tighter this morning getting ready for the day. Uh, It is mild outside. I took the dog out. and I could not believe how nice it felt. Uh, We're supposed to have a high of 64 degrees today, but we do have thunderstorms uh, going to be coming through. Apparently, uh, we've got some in the area right now, and then we're going to have a a stretch where we're not having any uh, rain, and then there will be another set of thunderstorms coming through. So... That's life in March. We have every kind of weather possible. (laughs) Oh, well, we had some excitement I have to share yesterday. Um, My mom had a couple of doctor's appointments in town, so my wife was taking her there and had lunch uh, with our son and, of course, also had a grandchild in tow. But, uh... In coming back here to the farm, uh, my wife heard a different kind of sound uh, coming from the goats than normal, and she went over, and guess what she found? She found two baby goats standing and hollering and hollering and hollering. Um, And one of our goats, Shadow, had twins. So they are. She is a Kiko goat, and Kikos are known for being loud. And by golly, these babies—you can—you uh, can hear them outside the machine shed for quite a distance. Uh, they have loud voices on them. So if you want to have goats, and you uh, live in town, and you want to keep your neighbors happy, do not—I repeat—do not get Kiko goats. But they are just adorable. Two little boys. And uh, one is jet black and the other has dark brown and medium brown with a really neat, um, what they call a mask, which is kind of how the symmetrical patterns are around the face and head. Uh, so I got to meet them last night. But it was it was a total surprise because while we knew she was pregnant, she was the last one that we bred. We had we have six goats that were bred for having babies starting in April. And uh, we this is a huge mystery because goats, I think their gestation period is 149 days, which is right at five months. And so she was the last one bred, and all the others are still pregnant. And The only thing we can figure out in counting back the days is when we put her in our the pen that we call the love shack uh, for breeding, she was already pregnant. And we don't know how because we keep them separated. So something has happened. Now, she has the ability to sometimes jump a fence. Uh, 
Uh, but holy cow, couldn't believe that she was the one that had the babies. And so we're, we're looking and we're trying to figure out, uh, we're looking at their ears, we're looking at the ears of other Kikos as babies. And you know what? My wife pointed out last night, these babies have the ears of pygmies. So there has been a secret rendezvous between the largest breed of goats that we have and the smallest breed of goats <laughs> that we have. So I will keep you posted on this, this great mystery as we hopefully will figure, figure things out. <laughs> Let's see. Got some more excitement today. Uh, don't know if he or anyone in his family listens uh, to the podcast, but my daughter's uh, boyfriend from uh, from Ireland is here in the United States and uh, uh, is going to be coming here uh, to the farm for a visit today. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. Going to be taking him out uh, for lunch and and getting to know him a little bit more on a on a one on one level. So I'll send a shout out to uh, to my daughter Jess and her boyfriend Nathan, and to uh, to his family if uh, if they uh, for some strange reason listen to my podcast. <laughs> Got another shout out I'm going to give to two special gals, uh, Bina and Mary. I'm going to be talking with them in a few minutes today, not on the podcast, but um, my wife calls them my ladies, and uh, they are two gals that I'm in a mastermind group with for entrepreneurship, and uh, they are both up in Toronto, Canada, and we are this summer we will be hitting the six-year mark that every Wednesday uh, we meet over the phone to encourage each other. Uh, for uh, the different things that we are doing. Um, Mary is working in uh, developing the skills for um, stock trading and such. And uh, Vina, she has been a caregiver throughout her adult life, uh, caring for her husband. And she is the author of a book uh, to encourage caregivers and is developing. Um, a business where she is able to provide uh, coaching to uh, uh, to women who uh, find themselves in a caregiving role and keeping their lives in balance. So, morning shout out to you gals uh, today. The topic I want to just spend a little time talking about uh, as we start moving into non-winter weather is the topic of walking. You know, there's, as, as spring uh, comes out, you will see more and more people walking. And I think part of it is just simply cabin fever in the wintertime. It's so yucky around here. Either it's real cold and you don't want to get out and walk, or it's, you know, it's a mixture and it's kind of wet and it's, it's just, it's not pleasant for walking. And so whenever spring comes, all of a sudden you start seeing more and more people walking. And then, you know, so as I'm thinking about what are the benefits of walking? 
because it's one of the best things that you can do for a variety of things. So just in, in thinking about physically, we'll talk about physically, then we'll talk about kind of on the mental side. What are the benefits of walking? Well, the kind of walking I'm talking about is not, well, I walked from the living room to the bathroom and back to the living room and sat down. Nope, that's not walking. We're talking about kind of a sustained walking, and it does not have to be power walking, but more of a sustained walking. Well, when you think about what are you using when you walk, you're using primarily your leg muscles, and those leg muscles are the largest and strongest muscles of your body. So whenever you're utilizing muscles, you're burning calories. So that's one of the key things. You know, we've all picked up a little bit more in wintertime around our middle or our hips or legs or wherever you happen to pack it away at. So if you want to lose that weight, there's a simple rule of thumb. You have to expend more energy than what you uh, take in. And that's how you, uh, uh, that's how you do it. And the, whenever you have sustained ec- periods of activity, such as walking, then what that does is that helps to increase your metabolism. So you actually burn the calories more at, at a higher rate than what you do when your metabolism is low. So walking helps you burn calories. You know, as you're walking, you're working another key muscle that never stops, and that's your heart. Now, part of that is, you know, it's always, you know, beating, so it is always working. But whenever we do some sort of a sustained activity, <clears throat> then what takes place is it's in, it's giving it a chance to kind of stretch out those muscles a little bit more. Actually, you know, do it at a more sustained or at a, a, a faster pace, a stronger pace during that activity. Uh, whenever you're walking and you're burning, you know, up, uh, calories, you're burning the, the sugars that are in your body, and that, you know, will help to lower your blood sugar, because at least here, <clears throat> gosh, my throat's bugging me. Just a moment. Let me get a sip. Okay. <clears throat> what that does is, uh, you know, in our society, we have so much flipping sugar in everything that we that's why we have such a high rate of uh, diabetes among adults. It's not that they started off diabetic, but because there's so much sugar and so little activity, it increases that problem. So this it'll help lower your blood sugar by just simply using. You know, when we if we have joint pain, especially as we get older, um, the two things that will help with that, is one, drinking an adequate amount of water because those little sacs that are in the joints that, that provide you know the cushion between bone on bone keeps that from happening. So you have those little things. They have to stay pumped up with fluid. And if you live in a state of chronic dehydration, which a lot of, of people do because we don't drink enough water, those sacs will get the body will pull moisture out of those sacs and put it and transfer it to more vital areas of the body. And so, uh, those, those sacs, you know, they, they will start to have problems. They will start having breakdown taking place. So making sure that you keep yourself adequately hydrated is critical. But then if you're, if you've been doing it long enough and you are starting to get some joint pain, 
the natural tendency is I don't want to move those joints, and that just makes them worse. Think about an old hinge on a door, and it's getting rusty, and so whenever it rusts so much, well, I just won't use that door. I'll use a different one. Well, whenever you're moving, whenever you're walking, you know, you don't, if you're having a lot of joint pain, don't go out there and just, you know, walk like you're trying to get away from something. Uh, but the more you move and gradually move into moving, it, you will have some relief on joint pain. Uh, that that's just a fact. You'll also, if you have muscle pain, it can help with the stretching out of those by giving it more activity. That actually is a part of a program that, that I do with people on occasion called Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Chronic Pain. And one of the key things that we recommend in the program is to do walking. Get cleared by your doc, but then start doing walking. It uh, Some other things as far as, you know, really ties in with just when, when you're doing more healthy things that your body is designed to do, it brings more things kind of into a better state of balance. So when it comes to immune functioning, your energy, um, that all starts to have improvement as well. Also, one of the things, and this ties in on the mental health side, so we'll kind of springboard over there, is walking does improve your mood. Now, the kind of walking I recommend you know, if you're in the winter, if it's in the wintertime, if it's yucky, I'd rather you, you know, be on a treadmill walking uh, than, um, you know, going out in slick or dangerous situations or better than not walking at all. But as soon as it's nice, get outside and walk. That's the best place to do it. Whether it's faster walking or whether it is slow walking or even strolling. There's so many benefits to being outside in nature and doing your walking. You know, when you get outside, you you look around, you see the sun, you see the birds, you see the trees. You know, I guess unless you're in the middle of, you know, the island of Manhattan, and then you look around and you see tall buildings and shadows and thousands of people. But <clears throat> go out to Central Park if you live in New York City. If you live in another city, you know, go to uh, to a wooded area. Uh, that is set aside. Or if you live out in the country or in a small town, you know where you need to, you know, to walk. But go out and take in nature. That helps. And whenever you're out walking and you're looking and you're seeing the different things, that helps to reduce your stress. That helps to give you a sense of well-being as you're doing that. When you're out there walking, you know, you can be either listening to something, you know, on your, your phone. Uh, with your earbuds in, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's music, or maybe you just let yourself have your thoughts just to yourself. You're not sitting at a desk doing something. You're not standing in front of a classroom teaching. You're not doing this. You're not. You're just with yourself, with your thoughts. And we have so many distractions. It's nice to be able to have time just with yourself. So, you know, as you're doing that, you can be thinking through different things and finding yourself that, hey, I can be more productive because I've been doing some pre-thinking work on things. It allows you to relax better. You know, whenever you have regular activity and walking again is a great one of the different kinds of activities, typically people report that they sleep better at night. They're giving themselves a good, healthy workout. Does it 
I think this one, but I'll just ask a question. Do you think it would have an impact on creativity? Yeah. Because when you're when you're out doing different, you know, doing walking, when you're out and about, you see if you're seeing things you normally don't see, you start pondering about them. You start thinking about them. You know, look at that tree branch. Oh, I never saw that before. Ooh, look at that. And it's when we get outside of the routine and we see things that are different, guess what? It stimulates creativity in us. You know, as we as we develop uh, our our thinking, as we have time to ourselves, as we, you know, get out and about, uh, you know, <clears throat> depending upon the type of thoughts we're thinking, if we're thinking good, healthy kinds of thoughts, then we can start developing more confidence and a greater self esteem by doing that. You know, we can we can bring that from our time you know, walking into the other time periods of our life and we can express that, you know, or we'll see that expressed with a greater confidence and a, a more positive view of ourselves. You know, one of the things that I will have people do is if I'm if I'm having them work on correcting some stinking thinking, some stuck points, some negative false beliefs about themselves, I'll have them use uh, or create a... Um, a statement that is what we call an alternate belief. It is, it's a positive, accurate, truthful statement about themselves. And I'll have them repeat that as they walk, you know, almost like a cadence, because the more that you hear yourself saying it, speaking it with your mouth so you hear it with your ears, the bigger impact it has on you. You get it down into your gut so you believe it more. And walking is a great time for doing that. You know, again, there's a lot of positive chemistry happening throughout your body when you walk, as well as throughout your mind. So a lot of times, you know, getting out and walking and doing these kinds of positive, productive things can actually help with the release of the good kind of brain chemistry that can give you sharp thinking, clear thinking, positive thinking. So that's all we're going to have for today. So I'm going to encourage you to get out and do some walking as the weather is improving. Have yourselves a fantastic Wednesday, and I am going to uh, get ready for my phone call with my ladies from Canada and get ready for work and get ready to have an afternoon uh, with uh, my favorite Irishman. <laughs> have a great day.